caution. Listening to this podcast may motivate you to make positive changes in your life, identify ways to accelerate your career trajectory, and develop a path towards financial freedom. This is the Career Meets World podcast, and I'm your host, Edward Gorbis. And I've spent the last 10 years focused on helping thousands of people advance their career while in parallel teaching a secret recipe to reach financial independence. And I'm here to share the untold stories of successful people and teach thousands of listeners how to develop a growth mindset. Our minds are malleable and everyone has the power to change their mindset through perseverance, dedication, and a passion for learning. So if you're ready to skyrocket your business and financial literacy, turn up the volume and let's dive right in. This is the Career Meets World podcast. Welcome back, podcast family. I am so grateful and thankful that you have devoted your time, your energy, and invested this moment to learn more about leadership, about how to invest in your career. And with that being said, with us today, we have an incredible guest, and her name is Ashley Stahl. She's a counterterrorism professional turned career coach, speaker, and author, and Forbes columnist who is on a mission to help you step into a career you're excited about and aligned with. She has more than half a million email subscribers registered for her free trainings on how to raise your confidence, get clarity on your best career path, or land more jobs. Ashley graduated from the University of Redlands as a triple major in government history and French and holds a master's degree in international relations from the King's College in London as well as another master's in spiritual psychology from University of Santa Monica. Ashley is simply a powerhouse and a keynote speaker, author, and she recently released her newest book, U-Turn. I'm so excited to share this conversation with you today. Dig in and turn up the volume. Welcome to the Career Meets World podcast, Ashley Stahl. I am so excited to connect and chat with you today. How are you doing? Thanks so much for making the time. Um, You know, it was good to kind of talk to you for a minute before we started recording. As we were talking about, I'm good. I am, I think, just like a lot of people right now in this climate where, you know, the average worker is working an additional five hours per week right now, and that's definitely me. And um, I've been working to just create some self-care rituals, and I feel like a lot of people are probably listening or have self-care on the mind too, I hope. Absolutely. I feel like the hot topic outside of everything in the world right now has been a focus on mental health. Yeah. And I'm curious if we could kick off with that, right? I think that's such an important topic that fortunately now has a spotlight on it. And mental health is imperative to everyone's success, whether you're in the workplace, you're a new founder, you're a leader, it's important to take care of our mind so that we can serve others the right way. So what is something that you've instituted in your life, particularly in 2020, to help you focus and get the clarity that you need and that you could recommend to other people? Mm, I would say one thing that I've really focused on, and I kind of tend to do this all the time, is you know, everybody says that they need clarity. And one of the biggest premises that I write about in my book is that you don't necessarily need clarity. You just need to connect to yourself because 
when you're connected to yourself, it becomes really easy to kind of tune into what are my interests? What, what feels good? What doesn't feel good? And it's almost like a lot of us are cut off and we forget to feel what feels good. And so one of the things that I've made a point to do is just come up with a list on an ongoing basis of people, places, things uh, that make me feel like myself, activities. So uh, dancing makes me feel myself, going to the ocean. I love the ocean. I find it so grounding and meditative, makes me feel myself. Uh, certain friends in particular, I have a lot of friends, but there's a few of them that really bring me back to me. And I keep that in my awareness so that whenever I feel like I've gotten off course, and I need to make what I like to call a U-turn, I can kind of come back to myself. And whenever I'm around those people or, or those things, I notice that my creativity surges and I start to kind of um, come back to the person inside of me that is a creator and is somebody that has a really big heart and wants to make an impact. And I get really, really clear on what my next moves are wherever I'm looking at in my life because of that grounding list. So I can certainly empathize with you because I am a huge fan of the ocean and it's certainly a place that I go with my wife quite often to get grounded. And I'm sure people have their own rituals, uh, tune into those, right? It's so important to be aligned with what enables us to be focused and get that clarity and focus on our mental health. And with that in mind, I know that U-turn is such an interesting concept that you've kind of coined and certainly the name of your own podcast and you published a book this year. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about what inspired writing the book and what was that process like for you? I feel like that book has been living inside of me my entire life. And it's so weird because even as a kid, I feel like I had so much to say. And I remember feeling almost like my body, my little body as a kid <laughs> wasn't enough to fit all of my energy and all of my thoughts. And this book has been something that I guess for lack of a better term, I felt kind of pregnant with in a way. And uh, I've really just been in a, in a phase of taking that time to ask myself um, who am I and how can I be more of that? And so this book really came out of me after having worked for a decade with people on their job hunt, on career clarity, on launching businesses, on their mindset and confidence. And finally, I said to myself, all right, my life stories peg to different pieces of career advice that I have. And I want to create a book with a narrative telling people about my life so that I can process it along with them and they can process their own life because I think that we're all one, you know, and if there's anything 2020 has shown us, it's that. And so I think this book is really here to help other people identify with me, process something in their own career or life, and then give them actionable advice to get closer to what career path really makes sense for them. I feel like a lot of people are kind of roaming the planet following advice that isn't really working, whether it's following your passion or doing what you love or following your bliss, I think that those things can often be a treadmill to nowhere. And so my intention is to really help people sync up into who are you really? And I created an 11-step roadmap in the book to help people get that answer and figure out what their next career move really should be. I love that. And I certainly believe in frameworks and understand that systems help us get to where we want to go. Mm -hmm. So if you're somebody out there right now thinking through, I want some advice, I'm stuck. Uh, well, Ashley certainly has been the person to help a lot of people get unstuck. And one of the things that I particularly like outside of the plethora of analogies and metaphors that you sprinkle in, which are incredible, is you've always had challenges throughout your career. 
and mm-hmm. throughout your businesses and you're open to that. And I know that a lot of people feel like they're maybe unique and that they're the only ones struggling with whatever issues they're going through. Mm-hmm. What's your recommendation to those folks? And I know in the spirit of getting unstuck, that's that's the goal. That's the mission is helping people find that clarity. What is your recommendation to them if they're in that moment or they're going through something difficult right now? Yeah, I would say my recommendation would be first and foremost to get reconnect. Sorry, by the way, do you hear this dog? I'm hoping you have edited. (laughs) I can make him stop. No problem. Anyway, back to the question you were asking me, what recommendations do I have for people who are stuck? Correct. Okay. So I would say the most important thing is to figure out where your limitations are. And and that's a game of the mind and then kind of getting a little bit more tactical from there. So if anybody's listening right now, I would recommend they write down, I'm not where I want to be because, and just fill in the blank. And a lot of the times, you know, that's just a limiting belief. It's not necessarily something that is logistically limiting you. And it's really, really important that people can tune into what are what are their mindsets that are keeping them from who they are and where they want to be um, and, and questioning them. And one of the biggest tools that I was given in my master's in spiritual psychology was compassionate self-forgiveness. So let's say you fill in the blank and you say, I'm not where I want to be in my career because I'm, you know, I need more experience to get promoted or whatever. Then the first thing I would ask you is, is that really true? Is there proof 100% of the time that everybody out there doing what you do needs more time to get promoted? And then from there, I would go into forgiveness. And the formula for that is I forgive myself for buying into the belief that, and then you fill in the blank. I forgive myself for buying into the belief that I need more experience to get where I want to go. The truth is, and then you, instead of just making it the opposite and saying, you know, I, I have enough experience. It's like, taking it on a deeper level. So maybe you say to yourself, um, you know, the truth is that I have more than enough experience to get where I want to go. And there's a lot of people that I've found online who are already doing it with less experience than me. So it's really important to kind of just reframe that in your mind. And when I think about doing mindset work, it's called work for a reason. I think we have to do it every single day. The work is getting back into the truth every single day. So first things first is that. Second to that, I would say is really taking a look at your core skill set because once you're not kind of stuck in your mind, what's really important is to take a look at what is your gift because every career path has two dynamics. The first dynamic is the what of your career. That's your responsibilities, your job title, how you're spending your day. The second piece is the how of your career. That goes back to your core values, how your job looks. And given that 50% of people leave their job because they don't like their boss, what we found is that most people really care about how their job looks, whether it's the people they work with, the culture that they work in, all of that. And, And so it's equally important to kind of take a look at both of those things to even start getting yourself unstuck. That's so powerful. Because every single day we wake up and we have a choice whether or not we approach the day with the mindset and the intention that we want to create in the world. And obviously our jobs, our careers, our missions are tied so much with our identity. And I love the fact that your book creates a system for people to get unstuck again and help them figure out how to wake up every single morning with that right mindset. And I find that incredibly powerful. Again, I'm excited to personally read it myself and inspired by what you've accomplished thus far. Thank you. 
Of course. Yeah, it's interesting because I, I feel like a lot of career coaches or just coaches in general, they get training and what's so missed is, you know, one or the other. There's the tactical side and there's the mindset and careers are such a matter of confidence and self-esteem, you know, like at any given moment, there's somebody out there doing the thing that you think you really want to do sooner than you're doing it because only because they thought that that was available for them or possible for them. And so it, it, it's just so interesting to me. It never ceases to amaze me how much our career comes back down to our confidence and our mindset. And even though in my book, I give that 11 step roadmap with actionable tools, unless you're backing that action with mindset shifts, which is what I really commit to doing with my reader, it gets really tough to actually make a change. Cause I can, I can tell somebody who's stuck right now, like, okay, look, based on your skills, this is the best job for you. But if they don't think they can have it or they don't think they deserve it. I mean, there's so much with our worthiness that's tied into our career. Absolutely. So impactful and meaningful. And what I want to do is really tap into your background because I know you, you've garnered so much wisdom, so much experience, and you're out there helping so many people right now, particularly in 2020, but it hasn't always been easy. And there's certainly moments in all of our lives that we look back on as inflection points. So if you think back to kind of when you maybe left the Pentagon and yeah. started pursuing what you're doing now, what were some of those moments or maybe one in particular that really stands out to you to this day when you recall that was the moment where I figured it out. I tuned into my intention. I tuned into the right mindset and it got me going. Yeah. I mean, first of all, Edward, you're a really good interviewer because I love that question. I think there's so much reflection for anybody listening to ask themselves the same question of when were your lucky breaks, you know, for lack of a better term, because everybody, if you stay the course on something you really want to do is going to have a break. You can't, like my grandma used to tell me, you can't knock on a thousand doors and never get somebody answering. You just can't put that much energy out in the universe without getting met. And so for me, looking back in time, there were certain moments where I thought to myself, oh, wow, I'm being validated by the world in some way. The world is meeting me in what I'm putting out. And there's, you know, we could do the mindset work. We can do the logistical piece and take action. But there's a third element in our career that a lot of people don't really give credit to, and it's grace. You know, different acts of grace, different little bones that the universe kind of throws you. And in my case, I remember when I was working in counterterrorism, I had an assignment in Istanbul. And the night before I was in Istanbul, I was actually in Washington, D.C. at an award ceremony. I'd gotten an award for some work that I was doing in security. And I'd met this really amazing woman. And she's kind of like a mystical creature. And I, told, and, and I was talking to her and she said to me, yeah, I did a TED Talk at the UN last week. And I said, that's amazing. That's something I would love to do one day. And I think it's really important to constantly putting out your goals. And I don't, I didn't realize at the times that that was what I was doing, but when you tell powerful people where you're headed um, or what, what you wish for, it, it's just the starting point for manifestation, you know? So for me, I just said to her, wow, that's so inspiring. I, I wish I could do that someday. I, I hope that I do. And I remember she kind of looked at me almost as though she was in a cartoon where her, her tooth kind of like sparkled. And she was like, I bet you will. And it was just like... I don't know, her predicting the future like a fairy godmother in some way. And the next day I had woke up in Istanbul, got a flight there for some work. And I was in a, it was, it was a 2012 and there were a lot of protests throughout the city at that time, a lot of unrest in Turkey. And 
I remember having tear gas in an alleyway and just walking through protesters and I got a buzz on my phone and I was stopped in this spice bazaar, looked down at my phone. It was this girl and I didn't even know she had my phone number. And she said to me, you know, she must've found it in the awards directory or something. And she said to me, Hey, Ashley, you know, Sarah from the event last night, I just want to let you know, I recommended you for a really big TEDx opportunity and they really take my referrals seriously. So look, good luck with your talk. And I just remember feeling like, what, you know, like I'm not worthy of this. And I didn't really know how to thank her. And then they got in touch with me and asked for a speaking reel, which I definitely didn't have. And for those of you who don't know, um, for keynote speakers, that means it's, you know, that, that three to four minute, you know, even two minute video reel showing event organizers that you know how to give a good speech. And I definitely didn't have that. And so I ended up setting up my cell phone in the hotel that I was in at night and making up a speech on the spot. And to be honest, Edward, it was a train wreck. Like looking back, it is a miracle. And it's such a reminder that the things that are meant to be yours are always going to be yours because there was nothing about the way I put it together that should have landed that TED Talk for me. Um, and TEDx's aren't created equal. There's some that are bigger than others and they need a license to be really big. So I ended up speaking at TEDx Berkeley, which is I think the second biggest TEDx event in the world. Um, the audience was four or 5,000 people. And ended up emailing the event organizers and they responded, great, we'd love to book this talk with you. And can you talk about the government? And at the time I was thinking about starting my career coaching business because I loved helping so many friends who couldn't get job offers during the recession. I helped a lot of them from grad school get job offers like I did and make their way into security as well. And that was the time where I just pulled a total doozy on TEDx, showed up on stage and talked about my career coaching business and not about the government so much. Uh, and it was the first talk I'd ever given on a stage before. And my practice, my coaching practice filled right then and there. And then from there, I got referrals, left my corporate job, and things really changed. So I would say that's one moment back in time of so many moments that I'm really grateful for. Talk about a massive 180 and one hell of an opportunity. Yeah. Uh, you definitely see the moment. And I love that you certainly leaned into the fact that you have this awesome opportunity. You kind of scrambled things together. You might have not known what you were doing. I'm sure there's a level of discomfort, but you you sat in that moment, maybe that level of fear, and you figured it out because we can either give in to our fears or we can actually leverage it as this power to do what we want to do in the world. And I love that you took that into your own hands and crushed it. What uh, what really inspired? that 180 when instead of talking about the government, you launched into your career coaching practice on stage. What gave you the confidence and the power to do that? You know, I feel like one of the things I ended up going on to give another TED talk. And I think the second one I gave is probably more indicative of my capabilities with words than that first one. But what I can say is one thing I talk about and it is intuition. And this is something that I've really worked on. And a lot of leaders that I've coached or um, had interviews with, they've really talked about the power of their intuition. And I love that because I think it's, it's so much more than what we give it. I mean, first of all, our gut has 200 million neurons, which I talk about in my TED talk, it's the size of a cat or dog's brain. And when you really tune into that, there's, there's an intelligence to when your stomach sinks or you get that gut feeling, there's an intelligence that your body is relaying to you. And it's so important to listen to that. And so for me, um, 
when I started my career in the government, I ended up, there's something inside of my head that said, I don't know if I'm meant to do this forever, but I want to try it on. And I've really viewed my career through an experimental lens. And I think one of the things that gets people the most stuck is holding their career too heavily or taking it too seriously. Ultimately, if something doesn't work, you get to change it. You don't have to stay in a job for two years so that your LinkedIn profile looks cool. You're able to be a little bit messy on your way to figuring things out. I think it's necessary. And so for me, I was following national security, but on the periphery of that, I learned how to job hunt because I was so desperate to not be kind of what I was seeing in the recession was so many friends who were unemployed or couldn't get a job. And I was definitely one of them. And I bought into that limiting belief that I had to take what I could get and just get my foot in the door. And it it was so not true. And I ended up contacting my university uh, after graduate school, getting an admin assistant job and wanting to get into the government and use my degree. And I remember contacting my school and saying, do you have a list of people who have graduated and moved to DC? Do you have any alumni on the list? And they sent me a list of 2000 names of people's and emails and addresses uh, that had moved to DC. And I worked my way through that list of 2000 people over three months in my admin assistant job, making minimum wage with my graduate degree and all of my language skills with, with a hope to move to DC and get that dream job in national security. And what is so powerful about this was that I was following what felt right for me. And on the periphery of that was job hunting. Uh, I learned how to job hunt that list of 2000 people. I learned so much. I fell on my face. I learned how to talk to people. And it was so profound for me to be able to turn those conversations into opportunities to let myself fail, to make friends with failure, because failure lives on the same block as success. We are not going to get the job or the career or the business we want unless we're willing to fail and fail and fail again. Because ultimately, whenever I see somebody really successful, all I think to myself is, wow, they really have a good relationship with failure. They're okay with it. They've made friends with it. And so in my case, I kept following what felt right. And on the periphery of going into national security, helping friends get job offers, helping them with their resume so that they could get opportunities like I would, that just felt fun for me. And then eventually that was what turned into my online business, my book, my podcast, and all of those things. So anybody listening right now, I would start to tune in and kind of that list that we started off with. What are those things that make you feel like you? What are the things that feel good and bring you home to you? And how can you start doing more of those? Because that stuff link leaks into your day. You know, if you have um, things that are very connected to you on all day on Saturday and you go back to work on Monday, you're better because of it. It leaks into you. You become more creative. You become more you. And the, the universe, I think, really rewards that. Hey there, listeners. I just wanted to pop in and let you know that as a part of Career Meets World, I am now taking on exclusive one-on-one clients who are hungry leaders or entrepreneurs and want to learn how to succeed under immense pressure. I believe that being an effective business leader is equal parts understanding your subconscious and developing and executing a personalized growth plan. These two aspects continually build upon each other and my coaching practice is designed to amplify your confidence levels and provide you a toolkit to thrive in any situation. Career Meets World is the ultimate achievement partner and we support our clients with an always on approach. So if you're ready to unleash your wildest leadership potential and take control of your success, find Career Meets World or me personally, Edward Gorbis, on LinkedIn and shoot me a short message about your goals with the title, Let's Start. And now it's time to get back to today's episode. I think we can all either 
let our fears creep into our lives and devastate us and ruminate and all of that emotion, or we use it as fuel. And I love the fact that you're continuously using it as fuel and driving your mission and helping as many people as possible. And it's given you that courage, right? And whether you're in a corporate setting or you're an entrepreneur, it's so important to remind ourselves that if you're in a moment of let's call it suffering or pain or fear that it's temporary, right? Yes. And what I love is that that's the passion that you drive and that's the passion that you bring into your work, into your podcast, into your new book. And I'm curious, right? You, you've accomplished so much, especially this year and you have this laser focus. What's on, what's on tap for you for next year? Oh my gosh, so many different things. I, I wrote 50 modules on how to thrive at work for a really large e-learning company that's going to trickle into 4,000 universities. So I'll be ha- helping a lot of students online figure out how to navigate challenging workforce situations, whether it's confronting your boss, uh, having a tough conversation, whatever have you. That's one thing that's launching in January. Um, I also have my book coming out in January. And right now we've got a bundle of courses that are available through January 26, 2021, where when you pre-order the book, you get all of those courses. Uh, Friends of mine were really generous. They sell a ton of courses online and they get gifted me these courses to gift people who are buying the book as a pre-order. So that is something that I've been working on and I'm really excited about. They're everything from money mindset to side hustle to life purpose and career clarity. So that's been something really close to my heart, getting this book out there. And as usual, just, you know, working on the Uterm podcast, serving my clients, um, scaling some online courses. I honestly think that who I am as I'm doing it is, is more important than what I'm doing. And so I've tried to not only stay integrity, but stay integrity with myself. And I think that's been the big shift that I've experienced from my 20s to 30s. I used to have a little more shiny object syndrome. And I think now, as I'm really settling into who I am and making that ultimate U-turn into the truth of my heart, um, I've been putting work out that is so much more connected. And that's something I plan on continuing to do. I love that you're continuing to be the leader that everyone needs you to be. And I think that's awesome that you're creating so many partnerships to launch your book. It's really an innovative idea and more power to you for doing that. Thank you. Of course. One of the things we talked about before we jumped on the podcast is the importance of leadership and how it's more important now than ever. I'm curious, and I always ask people this, whether they've been on my team before or the clients that I work with now, but I always love to know what is your personal leadership philosophy if you could summarize in less than 10 words? Mm. Gosh, I've never been asked such a question and it's such a good one. I could tell you my life philosophy and that probably plays into leadership, which is um, I live life as if everything is rigged in my favor. And I get that from Rumi. That's a Rumi quote. And I feel like even with leadership, you know, leadership is really putting your sleeves up and doing the work that needs that it takes to get the job done and just checking your ego at the door. And so whenever something's not working for me, I really try to kind of live by that quote of living my life as if everything is rigged in my favor. And I, I get curious and I, I really start to trust my life when I look at it through that lens. So that's something that I would probably say is my philosophy. I love that. Uh, thank you for sharing that. So 
Ashley, as we always do, and I kind of started it early just now, but as we do with all of our guests at Career Meets World, we invite them to our hot seat where I will intentionally ask you a couple of personalized questions just to make sure we can throw you off your game a little bit. So I'm do curious, it. are you ready? Yeah, I'm always ready. Throw me off. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Look, you you launched this incredible career and business uh, with a TEDx talk. Mm -hmm. If you had an opportunity to do a new one, what would be the theme and what would be the topic? I would probably talk about resilience because I created and scaled an online course and we lost millions of dollars in revenue based on some mistakes I made as a young business owner. And I would talk about picking up the pieces and putting my life back together. Love it. Next question. And this one is really for you to imagine if you, if you were to hop on a plane right now, head to New York city, walk down in times square, and you had an opportunity to put a message across all of times square, what would it say? It's all temporary. Love it. Final one for you. If you could travel to any country right now and share your gifts and have a course dedicated to a group of people, what country would you go to and who would you work with? I love France. I am a total Francophile. I <laughs> lived in Paris for five years, half of the time with LA and that just changed two years ago. I stopped doing that. So I would go back to, I'd back home to France and what audience would I serve? I think there's a lot of people in France who are still stigmatized with therapy and self-help. There's a lot of judgment on people. And I think in that culture who seek spiritual or self-development. So I would probably find a non-spiritual, non-self-development-y way to help them develop so that they enter my course without feeling that stigma and they get the growth that I know is possible for them. Mm, it's so interesting because I think you and I both have probably experienced this in different ways where culturally, especially in different countries, people think about stigmas or their careers or resilience or mindset very differently. And a lot of it is ancestral thinking, right? It's passed down from one generation to the next. So I think you could provide tremendous value to people, especially in France. So you have survived the hot seat. Uh, that was a fun one. It was quick and you were on point as expected. Look, <laughs> I, I love connecting with you. I love chatting and learning from you. And I think so many of our listeners will gain tremendous value from everything that you just shared, but you have so much more to offer, especially with your book coming out, your podcast. What is the best way for our listeners to engage with you? Mm, I mean, always I'm on Instagram. I would say right now, reading my book, getting that roadmap to figure out what career path is best for you, uh, just the ultimate gift to yourself, feeling like you're on purpose. Um, you can get the book at uturnbook.com. It's Y-O-U-T-U-R-N book.com. And if you pre-order before January 26th, or I think we're even extending it to February 1, 2021, you will get access to $2,000 worth of courses. And it's funny because in digital marketing, people always say in $2,000 worth, but it's a discount for free. It actually is. These are all courses you can find online and buy. And I'm so excited to be gifting them to you with the book. So that is the place to go for me. Awesome. Make sure to grab your copy in advance and follow Ashley because personally, you've inspired me. You've inspired people that I know in my life. So 
I oh. am so grateful for the time today. It's such an honor to learn from somebody who has gone through difficult moments and come out the other side with so much courage and power and wisdom. So thank you from the bottom of my heart for joining us today. Thank you. I'm so grateful to be here and you're doing such great work. I'm really connected and that everybody gets to keep coming back to the show and really growing their career. What a gift you're providing. Thank you so much, Ashley. And as we always say at Career Meets World, go unleash your wildest potential. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the Career Meets World podcast. I would love to get to meet you. There are a couple of ways we can connect. You know I love my LinkedIn. Simply search for Career Meets World or Edward Gorbis and feel free to connect. Second is via Instagram at Career Meets World. And third is through our website. I have a special spot for you full of fun, free resources. All you have to do is go to careermeetsworld.com, subscribe to our newsletter, and we'll provide you the free resources to help you boost your career and reach financial freedom. And if this podcast was helpful to you in any way, please consider rating and reviewing this podcast on Apple Podcasts. This helps us help more people. Simply tap the rate with five stars and leave a sentence with what you liked about the podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. Remember, strengthening your growth mindset is your ticket to success. I'm Edward Gorbis, and we'll catch you on next week's episode.